CSN International presents To Every Man an Answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1 888 827 5276. Again, that's 1 888 Ask CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Monday's edition of To Every Man and Answer as we start off this brand new week. And once again, we just want to encourage you to keep reading your Bible. You know, Jesus said, we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And you know, right now in the world we're in, it seems like so many things are trying to take the place of God's word. And many people believe these things because they don't know God's word they begin to think what they're reading or what they're listening to is the Bible, but it's not. This is why, again, a workman studying to show himself approved unto God, not to be ashamed. That's one of the things that we want to be about as we seek our God and seek what's very best for all of us and how to be a great witness for Jesus in these days that we live. So if you got a question, you've been reading your Bible, sharing your faith, that number to call, 8888-ASK-CSN. If somebody's asked you a pretty tough question, or maybe you come across something, you think, wow, this looks like a contradiction. Well, what does the Bible really say about that? Well, let's look at that together. We will. Joining me today, special guest and featured CSN speaker, Scott Parker from Festus, Crystal City, Missouri. Hi, welcome. Hello, Mike. It's great to be with you today. Always a blessing to be with you. Looking forward to answering some questions. And uh, what's going on at Crystal City Festus? Well, today it's it's uh, it's ice. That's what's going on today. <laughs> so we uh, we got some ice overnight, and uh, all the schools were canceled in the area, and everything was shut down. And um, so we've got we've got cold and ice as far as the weather's concerned. Uh, but Mike, we had a full house in church yesterday. As uh, we're teaching through the book of Revelation on Sunday mornings and uh, right now going through the seal judgments and people are enjoying that and getting their eyes open to what's going to be happening in the future and uh, just great opportunities to to preach the gospel as well. And just, to, you know, warn everybody, and get everybody ready for what is coming. And, it, and Mike, you know, it's so amazing when we look around at our world, everything that's going on right now, we're just seeing the whole world being set up perfectly for the one world order, you know, it's, it's all, you know, cooking and happening and everything is just setting up for that one world leader that everybody's going to be begging for, uh, by the time the tribulation comes and, uh, you can just see it right now. Yeah. It's really incredible. And, you know, I believe again, as you're, uh, starting with the seal judgments, and of course you then, uh, go to the trumpet judgments and then the bowl <laughs> judgments, all these are written in order. And I believe for several reasons. Number one, the book of Revelation was not meant to scare Christians to death or people to death. What it is, is really the revealing of who Jesus Christ really is. Now, a lot of people have a very false concept of who Jesus is, depending on what TV series you happen to watch or what group of people you're around. Well, Jesus, he made mistakes. He kind of bumbles on his words. And, uh, you know, no, no, not at all. Jesus was very exact. He said that when we speak, that the Holy Spirit would tell us what we need to say. And I believe uh, that is exactly the way we are to live our lives. And when we realize that people are going to be challenged 
with death if they confess Jesus as Lord. The Bible says in Revelation 6, there's a huge number under the altar that were beheaded for their faith. So evidently the guillotine will be once again used, maybe possibly so they can harvest the organs out of the decapitated. We don't know all that's going on there. But the idea, again, is that even at the time when John was inspired to write the book of Revelation, decapitation was not the recognized form of death. It was crucifixion in the Roman government. So John had to be speaking of a much future time, not 70 AD, but way, way into the future where uh, this kind of execution would be, would be uh, acceptable. Now, when we realize that the exactness of the uh, the bowl judgments, the trumpet judgments, uh, the, the first of all the seal judgments, then the trumpet, then the bowl, uh, gives the reader a complete understanding of what's coming next to build their faith, so they'll be able to die for their faith when the time comes. And I believe this is why the Bible says that. Um, the Lord is coming quickly and his reward is with him and pray that you may escape all these things, these things that we read about in Revelation, because it's going to be a bad, bad moon on the rise. And again, mm-hmm. oftentimes we think about, oh, the songs on the radio, you know, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, or you have uh, imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Well, no, it isn't. And this idea of the world being one is going to be hell on earth. Yeah. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, unless those days shorten, there'd be no flesh saved. So when we, when we understand what's really at stake here, um, first of all, to make sure you're ready to go when Jesus takes his church home. And second of all, to gather as many people as possible to go with us. You know, again, God's been so gracious to just give us all these these ticket books, these invitations, hand them out to everyone, go into the highways and byways, compel them to come in. Are we very good at compelling right now? Well, I believe compelling is say, hey, look at the world. Can you see the collapse of the American dollar? Can you see the collapse of America with our borders overran? Uh, Every time now you go to the store, what was 1795? Uh, This week is 1895. Uh, everything's going up almost by the day now. Well, this is hyperinflation. And then the omnibus spending package, $1.7 trillion of money printed that we have no backup for. No national product, no gold, no silver, just funny money. Well, pretty soon around the world, they're not going to buy and sell in American dollars anymore when it comes to oil then what are we going to do? The collapse of America is on its way, friends. And don't ever believe that it isn't. We have a completely corrupted government. Um, We have selective, uh, uh, weaponized FBI, CIA. Uh, You know, they'll, they'll go over after one person for one thing, and somebody can commit a crime five times worse, and not a word is said. They want to come in your kitchen now and tell you no more gas stoves, but the borders are wide open with a fentanyl pouring across, killing all of our kids. And you wonder, why doesn't the government do their job and let 
and 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 let us make decisions for them. I just read this. I don't know if you saw this, Scott. Now they want to tell you you can't drive pickup trucks. That's the next thing coming. <laughs> the government will tell you what to do. Meanwhile, as they fly around in their Learjets, yeah, you know, but you can't have a pickup truck. You can't have a gas stove. Meanwhile, we'll fly our private jets to our meetings on how the little people will all live. Oh, friends, these hypocrites that are running the show, ah, all I can tell you is what John said in Revelation 22. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. 8888, ask the ascends the number to call. Let's go to Charles, Salt Lake City, Utah. Hi, welcome. Hi, Pastor Mike. And, uh, I, I I didn't get a chance to hear who the other one was, but but uh, I love the show. But uh, what my what my question is is, uh, Pastor Mike, I uh, I live here in the shelter in Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. A lot of times, a lot of people listen to me because I've listened to CSN for years, you know, and uh, I I put it on the radio, and there, there's a lot of times that I've had a a little bit of times where I've been outside drinking and, uh, you know, I shouldn't be doing that. I know that because I, I've been a Christian for years, but, you know, sometimes with my back pain and stuff like that, cause I'm in a wheelchair, but I'm just wondering, but I've had at least 40 or 50 people ask me to come up to pray for me. At the same time, pastor, I've been uh, intoxicated a little bit and I'm just wondering when they come up there and ask me for prayer, is the prayer going to even count? Or, or is there something I should refuse to pray for them? Because I have never hesitated to one time to pray for all these people. But I sometimes think that I'm hypocritical. Well, that's why the Bible says to be instant in season and out of season. You know, in season, we come out of church, we're feeling good, we're, we're walk out of a Bible study. But out of season is where we've gone through heartache in our own lives, and yet God still uses us to pray for other people. And I believe that being instant in season and out of season, I think is so important because oftentimes God will call upon us when we honestly feel out of, out of season or we are out of season, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're not going from glory to glory. We're, we're, we're down in the basement digging holes. And, and, and yet God will have somebody come up to us for prayer or love. And so that's why really, Charles, you know, I believe the Holy Spirit is just speaking to you to, to grow in Him now. You know, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, it says, Be not drunk with wine were in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. We don't need a buzz on uh, from a bottle, but what we need is we need uh, really to be to be supercharged by the Holy Spirit. Your thoughts, Scott? Mike, I agree 100%. And Charles, I was thinking that same thing that Mike just shared with you. I was thinking exactly that, um, you know, if you're feeling that way, it's probably because the Holy Spirit's convicting you of that. Now, Charles, let me ask you this. Do, do you drink to the point to where you get inebriated and you get drunk? No, I don't. I don't drink to the point that I just pass. I usually just okay. have a little bit. But the thing that, that caused me the distress, Pastor Scott, is uh, 
is uh, I'm, I want to go to the Philippines in six months. And uh, I, I think the Lord is calling me to go over there to do a, be a, 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 you know, a, an inspiration for those people. I'd like to be a pastor, but at the same time, sometimes living here in my situation and my back pain, I drink a little bit of alcohol to, uh, you know, just to alleviate the pain because I was just in an accident on December 31st. And it killed my best friend, and it broke my T12 uh, uh, vertebrae. And I drink the alcohol because the doctors won't give me any opioids. And uh, but in the in the past, I have been alcoholic. And but okay. it, it seems like every every time I uh, I go out there because I live in the shelter right now, and every time mm-hmm. I go out there. It's like uh, I've, I've had people all just go just out of the ordinary and just say, can you pray for me? Because they hear mm-hmm. me listen to Tema, and they know that uh, I'm a Christian. But at the same time, I, th- I think that I'm setting a bad example. And that's what I was asking. Is, is it going to be okay if I pray for them? Is the prayer, is the prayer that I say for them going to be okay? Because I have them asking me all the time, you know, and I've been here. And they've asked me 40 or 50 times, you know, can mm-hmm. you pray for me? And I, I don't even hesitate to pray for them. Yeah, and, and Charles, you should do that. If if the Lord's given you opportunity to minister people, then you should take that opportunity and do that. At the same time, I would say I totally agree with what you're saying. And like Mike said, I really think the Holy Spirit speaking to you uh, about this issue in your life because – you know, you said you have the desire to be a pastor. Well, I can tell you right now, if you know, if if you want to minister to people uh, beyond, you know, just just praying for them when they have a need or something like that, and you want to minister to them even more, um, you know, when you look, for instance, what Paul had to say to Timothy when it came to church leaders, when it came to pastors uh, and elders and, and deacons and such, he, you know, he he gave the instructions for pastors not to be given to wine, you know, not to be uh, given to uh, alcohol at all. And so I would say this, you know, the, the best way to never get drunk and never come under the power of alcohol is just not drink. OK, um, but at the same time, I would say this. I would say, you know, if you're if you're having uh, difficulties, you know, with your back and with physical pain and things like that, it becomes a very dangerous thing um, to try to medicate yourself. OK, and I've seen a lot of people who have who have got. Uh, who have who've came under the bondage, you know, uh, and addiction of drugs and alcohol because they were using those things in order to try to medicate themselves, either physically or emotionally, and it always leads to bondage. Uh, Charles, every time I've seen anybody do this, it always leads down to that path to where now they're in bondage to it. You know, Paul said this to the Corinthians. Paul said, you know, all things, as a Christian, all things are lawful for me. He said, I can do whatever I want. I'm free in Christ. He said, but you know what? Not all things are helpful. And he said, and I will not be brought under the power of any. And so when it comes to things like alcohol, you want to be very careful when it comes to the use of alcohol, especially if you're trying to medicate yourself, because again, that that leads and has the potential to lead you to real bondage. Now, I would say this. I would say, you know, if the doctors are not giving you the medicine you need, um, then you may want to try to maybe find another doctor who can who can maybe give you something to help. But even with that, you got to be careful, especially with back pain and and things like that. But I would say this. I would say um, to, you know, if you read James chapter five, it actually tells us 
that if there's any sick among us, what we ought to do is call for the elders of the church and have them to anoint you with oil and to pray the prayer of faith of you over you for healing. And so I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you that if you continue to have this back pain and find yourself being tempted to go to alcohol, you know what? I would call a good Bible teaching church and I would call them up and tell them your situation. And tell them, say, you know what? I don't want to take alcohol to relieve the pain, but you know what? I, 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 I'm a firm believer in the Lord. I believe, I believe he wants to actually use me in ministry. And I would appreciate if your elders could come and anoint me with oil and pray for me. I think that's a biblical way to handle that, at least for now. And hopefully if you could find a good Bible teaching church like that, you know, hopefully they can help kind of guide you also with scripture in how to handle this situation uh, a little better than turning to alcohol. But it does sound to me like the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And I, and I think you need to submit to him. I think you need to follow his leading. Okay. And, and, and put the alcohol away. And I do believe that if if the Lord's given you these opportunities to minister to people, He's wanting to use you greatly. Uh, he really is. And so now it's it's time for you to take the next step, which I believe would be contact a good Bible teaching church, have them pray for you, and then just share with them. Hey, here's my situation, and here's what I believe the Lord's speaking to me. And you know, I'm sure that they could help guide you in the right direction. And especially if the Lord's put on your heart going to the Philippines or going somewhere like that. Um, you know, I would just say prepare, you know, um, I've, I have found in my life that uh, when it comes to ministry, uh, preparation meets opportunity. In other words, you know, until until the Lord um, brings opportunities my way and opens doors, I'm just going to prepare my heart before him and uh, and and remain in a place to where I'm constantly confessing my sin, turning from my sin and, you know, digging into the Bible, learning the word of God and being submissive to the Holy Spirit, like in this situation, the things he's speaking to me so that when he opens doors, um, I don't have to get ready, you know, to to serve him. I don't have to get ready uh, to do what he wants me to do. I know I am ready. And so, you know, and there is a fine line, Charles. There's a fine line between, you know, self-condemnation and feeling guilt, uh, you know, when we sin. And if we continue in sin, when the Holy Spirit's speaking to us, uh, because, you know, when, whenever the Holy Spirit's speaking to us, to us truth and he's, he's leading us in the way we should go and we go the other way or we oppose him in the scripture, that's called resisting the spirit. And you don't want to do that. That's, that's a sin against God is to resist the Holy Spirit. If he's speaking to you, I would say just submit to him on those points where He's he's commanding you to to do certain things, and um, if you continue, as I said, to prepare yourself, then then you're going to be ready for when the Lord wants to use you. But you know um, what you what we need to do, what you need to do is 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 get rid of that that consciousness you have of guilt before Him, and what that is. That again, I believe what you're dealing with there is just the Spirit speaking to you, leading you in one way, but yet kind of fighting against it because, well, you know, I've, I've, I've had a physical uh, problem here, a physical issue, and I'm leaning on the alcohol where I would say, okay, you know, have elders pray for you and start leaning on the Lord now rather than try to medicate yourself. Okay. So God bless you. And, and we all have an excuse for sin. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the whole thing about it. It's not until we say I'm guilty, there's really no excuse for it. And God, I'm sorry. Um, and, and, uh, you know, well, you know, the reason I steal is because, you know, I just don't have enough money. I mean, you know, there's always an excuse why we do what we do, 
But real repentance is where we just say, I'm a sinner, God, forgive me and help me not to do it again. So I'll be a better representative for you here on this earth. Hope that helps. But 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 what I want to ask is, uh, even though I was uh, under the influence and stuff and I prayed for so many people, is 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 that going to be okay with their prayers? With their prayers? Well, I, I think it can be a stumbling. I think it can be a stumbling for them. You know, if you got somebody praying for you and it just smelled like they downed a six-pack, uh, I, I would have trouble with that. You know, if if you're asking God to deliver me from an ailment or whatever issue in my life that I'm being prayed for, but I can tell by a person's breath that they're probably an alcoholic, um, I've got to say, well, God certainly didn't deliver you. So, no, I think I think that can really hurt our testimony a lot. And so that's why the Bible says, if you're going to be in a position of ministry, uh, Paul writing to um, uh, uh, Timothy uh, concerning ministers in the church, uh, he he said not to be given to wine or given to alcohol. And this is one of the problems, again, that we find uh, because— it, you know, does God still understand what you're saying? Yes, but, you know, you smell like a brewery, and so if God hasn't delivered you, why would he deliver me? So I really believe that's the thing we have to really look at, Charles, is what it does to our testimony. Uh, and, and you know, Paul says, if eating meat offends my brother, I won't eat meat. How much more so than when we're praying for people, and especially so many in the homeless situation and in the shelters, uh, alcohol and drugs have ruined their life. So I, I really think that if you can be that example of God's deliverance to them, that, look, this is what God did for me. I think the prayer, as it says in the book of James, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. I think that's so important. So, Charles, I hope that answers it for you. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Thank you, Pastor Mike. I adore the show. I've listened years, but uh, you've you really educated me. But uh, you guys have saved me from a lot of anguish. But I just uh, yeah. just wanted to, you know, you know, just make sure that, uh, you know, because I know that a pastor cannot even drink because I know the, the scriptures of that. Well, and if that's the direction it sounds like God's maybe pointing you, uh, start now. But let's pray for you real fast. Father, we lift up Charles to you. We lift up the pain from this accident on New Year's Eve. We ask you that you would clarify the vision and calling that you've called him to. And Lord, that you would deliver him from any cravings of alcohol. And Father, one who we give our illnesses to, Father, we just ask you to touch Charles' body, heal him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And stay on the line, Charles. If there's an address, we can send you some books, some DVDs. It'll be a blessing to those around you. Please stay on the line. We'll get those out to you, okay? Thank you. Charles, God bless you. And we'll be praying for you. And continue to reach out right where you're at to those people around you. They need to hear about God's love. And you're in a really great position to do that. And so may the Lord just give you that wisdom and that heart and that deliverance to be able to do that.
Stay in line. We'll get you taken care of. And let's go to Sally in Twin Falls, Idaho. Hi, welcome. Did you say Sally? Yes, I did, Sally. Hi. Hi, thank you. You know, someone kind of challenged me on, you know, I just, he said something about this administration. I said, well, they wouldn't have it unless God wanted them to have it because he put people in places of authority. And he didn't like that. And I said, God works all things to his good and glory. And he said that I was saying two different things. And I said, I'm not. Well, we have to realize men deserve the government they get. But when we realize that much of what we see today, I believe, is headed for the one world order, the one world government, as Scott, you mentioned earlier as you're doing your study in your fellowship on Revelation, I believe that this is all part of what we did. Now, the Bible says those that are in sin are in darkness. Now, that's just not speaking of spiritual darkness. That's speaking on just about any decision you make. Look at our country today where where a, a, a man is not a man, a woman's not a woman. It's how you feel about it that day. America has been so dumbed down that we don't even know what bathroom to go into anymore. This is not the this is not the America um, that we all uh, grew up in, but this is what America is becoming. And as as we find uh, people working within our government for a basically a dictatorship, a one world order, I I would I would go so far to say fascism. Uh, fascism is is like a democracy, but those that are in power stay in power no matter what it takes. So cheating in election, uh, phony votes, goldfish voting, uh, all this kind of mail-in ballots. I, I believe personally mail-in ballots is the biggest, the biggest mainstream for, for voter fraud yet. Because all they have to do is say, how many more votes we need? Oh, we'll just go get, we'll, we'll just bring in those mail-in ballots. And we know it's true. We, we proved it here at CSN. We know that the American news media is lying to the American people. Uh, the judges know that the, that the elections are phony. That's why they won't hear it in a court of law. If it was absolutely non-cheated, then uh, they, they would have a hearing and immediately dismiss that, saying, see, it wasn't. But no, they know it's cheated. We proved it here. People getting nine mail-in ballots uh, in California when there's only three people in the House, all kinds of stuff like this. Yeah, we know this is not our father's world. We're coming up on a break, everyone. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's some great news. If you miss the December 7th deadline for open enrollment, it's not too late. Here's something that can really help. It's MediShare 65+. plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It's people who encourage and pray for each other, too. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. 
Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. So worth looking into. MediShare 65 Plus is open for enrollment. And if you join right now, before January 31st, your second month will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-90-SHARE. That's 833-90-SHARE. 833-90-SHARE. This Sanctity of Life Month, we honor the over 63 million babies whose lives have been tragically ended through abortion since Roe. Sadly, with the abortion pill accounting for over 50% of all abortions, babies' lives are at even greater risk. But in the midst of this darkness, there is a light that shines. Preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion and is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. Preborn shares babies' heartbeats and the gospel of Jesus Christ to help moms choose life for their baby and for their soul. To learn more about the life-saving work of Preborn, call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. Or visit preborn.com. That's preborn.com. All gifts are tax-deductible. Your love can save a life. Welcome back to part two of Every Man Answer on this Monday with Scott Parker. I'm your host, Mike Kessler. And when we went to the phones, we were speaking with Sally about the question of rulers coming up and down. Now, as a matter of fact, the Bible does say God allows rulers to come into power. And uh, we also understand that people get the government they deserve. So we're seeing, I think, a real paradigm shift. You know, we see a lot of, a lot of problems. We see, um, um, in, as an example, in California, they are releasing prisoners out of prison years early. Um, and what's that going to do? That's going to drive up the crime rate. Now, Adolf Hitler did the same exact thing, everybody. I think they must be reading the, the, uh, the, uh, Nazi, the Nazi books because Hitler released criminals out of prison drove the crime rate up. Then, because crime was so high, well, we have to take away your guns, Germany. We have to we have to confiscate your guns. And that's exactly what they did. Now, the government created the very problem that then they come in and inflict a totalitarian society on, on the people. In other words, they manipulate things. They're the problem. And then they become the solution to the problem only to take away your freedoms. And this, every time I see about all the crime in California, the shootings and all these things, I, I realize that, that the government is the one that's creating these problems by letting going soft on crime. Again, the Democrats are, are, are notorious for being soft on crime. Look at the fentanyl that's pouring across our southern border, killing Americans. Um, if if they really cared about crime, they would shut the border down. But no, they don't want to do that. See, and and when we look at all the other issues that are out there, you know, the the American news media, which is in the tank with these clowns, 
it, it, the, the problem is they never tell you how many, I forget the occurrence. I think it was 3 million crimes that were prevented last year because of the private ownership of guns. But yet the American news media will never report on that. It's just how bad it is. And then you have Hollywood, which is also in the tank with these guys, showing the illicit use of guns. And and what I'm saying is they create the very the very mess that they then try to step in as a white knight and fix. And yet they're the cause of it. Well, again, I think as long as America is in spiritual darkness, we don't care about our country now. We care about who's dancing with the star or fool me again or some other hot TV show. Well, that's what we're about now, man. Never mind our country literally being overthrown by communists. Oh, no, no, that's all right. Oh, no, it's not. It's not conspiracy, friends. It's real. You're losing your freedoms in America every single day. And we're so blind because we have been tuned in to the drone of the world that we don't realize what is slipping away that we'll never get back. The one thing about communism, it promises the world delivers nothing. Uh, All your debt loans paid off, free education for every, free housing, free, 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 like they did in Guatemala and Venezuela and all these other places, and deliver nothing. Once they get in power, then you are their slave. And once they get your guns, oh, friends, listen, the reason they want to take away your guns is because you're not going to like what they're going to do to you in the days to come. That's why they want to take them away. It isn't about crime whatsoever. It is about they're creating these problems by not being hard on crime, releasing prisoners back out. Look at how many of these people who have been arrested that create these crimes, they find they have a rap sheet as long as your leg. And and they're just repeat offenders, but they won't do anything about it. So crime is cool, man. Hey, let's go gun some people down. Okay, this is the problem. They create the problem. And then then they want to punish America on purpose so they can do what they want to you in the days to come. Oh, I pray we're not that stupid. But Sally, I do believe, I do believe people get the government they deserve. And uh, as long as this stuff is allowed to go on, it's it's going to happen. But we do know that we are rushing towards a one world order, one world monetary system. And that's why Jesus said, I believe, redeem the time the days are evil. Scott, your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Mike. And you know, the one thing we can't discount is the fact that you have to you have to have chaos in order to help bring in socialism and communism. And what's yeah. the whole purpose of that is you cannot discount the World Economic Forum and their agenda that they have made very plain uh, on YouTube and on our website is that by the year 2030, America is no longer a superpower. They have made that very, very clear. And Mike, I am 100% confident from everything that uh, that I see with the World Economic Forum that that right now you know the the people pulling the strings in America I don't believe are are politicians at all they're just puppets 
I really believe that. I really believe there's there's puppet masters uh, with the with the uh, World Economic Forum uh, who are actually uh, in control of things, and um, it's it's you know it, it's a mess right now. Our our country is an absolute mess. And I, I believe that we're we're seeing the rumblings and we're seeing the precursors of everything heading toward the tribulation period. I, I believe that's what Jesus has you know told us when he starts telling us about the signs of the end times and the way it's going to, the way things are going to go down in the last days in the tribulation. Of course, we as believers will be gone by then. Jesus will come and rapture the church. But, you know, we are seeing these things, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of what we're seeing now in our country. Um, and there, there is an agenda to take America down, and I believe that those who – many of those who are in power today are right in line with all that. That's what they're trying to do. And um, so I don't think we can discount that at all. But here's the wonderful thing. The wonderful thing when it comes to all of this is God is in ultimate control. Uh, when you go to the book of Revelation and you see when it comes to the tribulation, who's pouring out the judgment? It's not the judgment. It's it's not the wrath of man. It's not the wrath of Satan. It is the wrath of God from from the very first seal judgment. It is the Lamb of God who's breaking those seals and open those things, open those judgments up. So you know our Lord is in control. Um, you know when you look back at Israel's history, you see that He raised up Nebuchadnezzar, you know, and uh, and dealt with with Judah and actually called him His servant. Uh, you see the same thing when then He raised up. Uh, you know, um, King Cyrus, who was a Persian and called him my anointed and, and then used him to help fund the Jews to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild their temple and everything else. So it, it's interesting. God is in control of, of the governments of the world. He's in control of the leaders of the world. The Bible makes it very clear that uh, promotion doesn't come from the East or the West, but it's, it comes from the Lord and the Lord raises one up and puts one down. And when he does, he does it for his purposes. But at the same time, what we have to remember is here in the United States, we live in a republic, which means we choose our leaders. And I think the reason we're seeing what we're seeing right now is exactly what Mike said uh, at the beginning of the question was God gives a nation the leaders that they deserve. And right now that, that just happens to be where we're at. And I do believe God's in control. Um, but at the same time, as as Americans, we have been given uh, stewardship of this republic. And that's why we need every every person, you know, to vote, to do what they can to make a difference. Um, you know, while we have the time to do what we can, we should. But at the same time, the system is messed up. So, you know, we, we have to realize that the Lord's in control of all this ultimately. So, Mike. Yeah. And according to KTLA Channel 5 News Los Angeles, uh, this is dated April 30th, 2021. California is releasing 76,000 inmates early, including violent felons. Now, this is according again wow. to KTLA Channel 5 News. It's also covered by, um, um, NBC News as well, dated April 30th, 2021. Um, and so when we look at this, they go out, commit more, more, more crime, drives the crime rate up, crime with guns. Oh, we have to then take away the guns from people. And yet they're the very ones that put the criminals back out on the street. Now, when you stop to look at this, you've got to realize we're being manipulated by these people. And so, uh, uh, again, I, I believe that that blindness that Jesus spoke of, 
transcends into every aspect of society. And I believe that is where America is at now. Where, you know, do I believe the last couple of elections were cheated? Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's uh, like, again, if they weren't, a judge would hear it and put it to bed. But no, they know it's bad. And they don't want to because this opens up a whole new world of all of our elections. Um, you got dead people voting, goldfish voting. I mean, you name it. This is the kind of world we're in today. So the the point is we need to be about our father's business. I can't change the world, but I can change what God has put in front of me and what God has put in front of you. You can change. We've got to be about our father's business and tell people the truth that religion, a church, an organization will never save you. Now, people say, well, well, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I have my religion. Well, you can die with your religion too. Remember, Jesus was crucified by the religious rulers of the day, primarily the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Um, yeah, the Romans are the ones that carried it out, but both Jew and Gentile were guilty of king, killing the King of King and Lord of Lords. So what I'm saying is this. Work for the night is coming when no one can work. Be about our Father's business. We do know we're going to see, I believe, a lot of real strange things from now on, things that absolutely logically make no sense but yet are being done. And again, um, just with these these um, documents found at Biden's house, he's a felon now, a complete 100% felon. There's no way around it, period. You see, Trump had documents, but he was the president and he has the power to declassify whatever he wants to declassify. So there's no harm, no foul. But a vice president can't do that. And that's where there's a problem because Joe Biden was vice president when all these documents were found not president. He's a felon. So when we understand what we're up against now in this world, I believe it's really important that we understand that we are in the last days. I believe God's going to be moving things around a lot. I believe God establishes the rulers and takes them away. Uh, I believe that part of the way God establishes is either by by whatever means there is, what we're called to do right now is preach the gospel. Remind people of the lateness of the hour. That's why I that's why I combine a lot of times the the news here on on Terry Men and Answer with what's going on because we're not living in a time like all other times. We're living in a time now when you have North Korea with possessing nuclear weapons. You you have Iran uh, on the verge of uh, atomic bombs who said that they're going to wipe Israel off the face of the map. We're not in a world that we used to be in. And people say, oh, since our fathers fell asleep, all things remain as they are. Well, friends, it isn't that way. Scott, your thoughts? Yeah, Mike, it's just, you know, as you said, it's uh, the way things are going. Um, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, God has brought us to a place to where he's pretty much gave America over. Um, 
And that's why I think we're seeing everything we're seeing is because, again, everything is uh, is rushing toward an end here and uh, the tribulation's coming. And uh, again, the good news is before the tribulation comes, Jesus comes to rapture his church and to take us. Um, but everything is heading toward that way. And, and we're seeing that. And we're, we're you know, I, <laughs> I uh, uh, remember not that long ago watching a, a video, you know, where our president actually said that, you know, he actually works for the uh, Council of Foreign Relations. He said the, the guy that's ahead of that, he goes, that's that's my boss. I work for him. <laughs> so it's like, you know, um who's really in charge anymore, you know, uh, when it comes to our government and comes to what's going on. Um, so there, there's, there's so much, there's so much going on vying for the control of America. Because again, um, as I said, I, I think the global elites says they made it very clear that, uh, by 2030, by 2030, they want to make sure that America is no longer a contender in the world. They're no longer a superpower. Um, and, and that is where everything is going. Everything is going to the global government. That's what the scriptures tell us. And that's what we see happening right now. Um, but at the same time, you know, what we need to do is, uh, is again, we need to do what we can while we can as stewards of our country. We, we, we do live in a country where we do at least have some freedoms and we have to exercise those. And uh, one of the greatest freedoms that we have is to be able to live out our faith, to preach the gospel. And we need to do that because I think when we look at our world and we see all of this, we can see very clearly Jesus is coming soon. Mike? Amen. Hope that answers it for you, dear. Stay in line. We'll send you out some books, DVDs. Let's go to Jennifer in Oregon. Hi, welcome. Hello. So my question is, um, how do you explain to somebody when they've been molested and they hear a sermon that God, nothing happens without God's permission. So how do you explain to them that God did not give permission for that to happen? Well, we live in a fallen world. Um, Remember Satan said to Jesus when he was being tempted after he'd been baptized in the book of Luke, he said, all the kingdoms are mine and mine to whomever I want to give them to Jesus, if you'll bow down and worship me. When I see that, I realize that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. This is a world that chose to leave God out of its conscience. And we see that whether we look at the world wars, whether we look at crime, whether we look at child molestation, all those things are a direct result of man turning his back on God. Now, We see a lot of these kinds of things. We see things like this happen in Christian and non-Christian homes. And that's a terrible, terrible thing. That's why the Bible says we're we're in desperate need of a Savior. Uh, There's none righteous, no, not one. It isn't that I've just had a lot of bad things happen to me and I became bad. No, the Bible says you were born in sin. And the reason we all sin is because we're sinners. Sinning doesn't make you a sinner. Sinning proves what you are. And this is one of the things we have to realize. Now, again, in God's perfect world, that would never happen. But in a world filled with sin, with old sin natures, uh, a whole world that's in a, a downward spiral, I believe that, again, we see all these kinds of terrible things 
around the world right now as we speak, there are being Christians tortured for their faith. Why? They didn't do anything to those people that are torturing them other than trying to love them and be nice. But the problem is, this is the world we're in. We're in a fallen world, and we need to understand this. That's why the Bible, again, says Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the god of this world, and certainly not the god that we serve. Your thoughts, God? Yeah, and Jennifer, I am so sorry um, about your friend and what she had to endure and go through. Our hearts go out to her. And she obviously, it's very clear uh, from what Mike just shared, and I agree with him 100%. She was vic- she was a victim of evil, and there's no other way to put that. Um, and I think Mike put it very well. Now, I would say this. I would also say um, that when we hear sermons and we hear teachings, whether it's on the radio you know, or at church or however they come to us, I think it's always important to keep everything in context. Um, because I have, I have shared sermons like that. I have shared, um, teachings, uh, especially when I'm teaching through Job, um, where it makes it very clear that, that God was in control, uh, allowing Satan to do what he did to Job. Um, the scriptures also make it clear, uh, in first John, John tells us, uh, that when it comes to a believer, uh, that the wicked one does not touch him. So I, I think there are certain scriptures and probably certain sermons um, that have been, you know, shared in church and shared on the radio and, and elsewhere where they could be very easily taken out of context. Uh, I would never I would never preach a sermon and, and say, you know, God is in, God is responsible for everything that happens on planet Earth. I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, there are some who would. I, I know some of our Calvinist brothers would would lean that way. That that uh, that God, you know, predetermines everything that happens, good, bad, and the ugly. Um, and just because just because God has foreknowledge of what's going to happen in the future does not mean that He just fatalistically determines what's going to happen. He is still given man a free choice. And uh, whoever did this to your friend, they took their their freedom, um, you know, to do evil upon her, and that is an awful injustice. And but the but the good news is there is healing for her broken heart uh, in Jesus Christ, where she can she can come to the Lord if she's not a Christian, you know, have her sins forgiven, the sins that she's committed, have them forgiven, and then been and then given the, that same grace to her, uh, then she would be able to extend that same grace to the people who have done wrong to her. Her healing is found in a relationship with Jesus and and everything that He has to offer her. Um, but, you know, helping her kind of understand this, you might just want to share with her, hey, listen, you know, you, you, what you might have heard in a sermon uh, was something that was directed toward, you know, toward just Christians, people who have put their faith in Christ. Um, and that doesn't mean that everything that happens to a Christian is is all necessarily good. But we do have the promise from Romans chapter 8 in verse 28 that to a believer who loves God and is all about his purposes and doing his will, that God can take all things, the good, bad, and the ugly, and work them together in our life for our ultimate good and for his glory. He does do that, and he can do that, and he does do that. So I think that's important to remember. But it sounds like to me from your question that she may have you know, heard a sermon that was geared toward believers and just giving them comfort that, hey, no matter what happens to you, you know, God has allowed it because Satan can't do anything 
you know, beyond God's permission. And, and, and then probably she probably heard that, took that and was like, okay, well then why did this happen to me when I was a kid? I mean, I, I, I totally can understand, uh, her, her mindset and her logic in that. But I think it's important that when we hear this kind of sermons to take everything in context. And that, that might be part of the problem here. So Pastor Mike. Jennifer, I hope that helps you. Yeah, she is a believer. She's just not sure now that she, uh, wants anything to do with a God that would give permission. God uh, didn't give permission no. for that. No, not at all. No. She was a victim and, of evil. That's exactly what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, again, um, uh, this is why um, uh, God doesn't announce from a megaphone on a cloud, uh, repent, O world, because um, this world has been given into Satan's hand. That's why uh, the message of the gospel has been commissioned to human beings that love him, because it's through a man, man fell, it's through a man, Jesus Christ, that man is redeemed, and men who carry that message to other men. Um, this world was given over into the hands of Satan, and it's been reeling. In fact, it goes so far in the book of Romans, it says that all of creation groans under the sin of man. Well, if all the creation groans, whether it be the poor cows out in the field in the sub-zero temperatures, or whether it be child molestations, or robberies, or thefts, or all these things, these are all a direct result of a fallen world. It is not God's fault. It is the fault of the devil. And again, you know, it's funny because people say, well, if there's a God, why does he allow that to happen? Well, God steps in and intervenes and floods the earth because the world, the Bible says their thoughts were only wicked continually. He judges the world. Well, now God's a murderer. He's a murderer now because he, he sent the flood and, and killed everybody. Well, you know, it's interesting that when God finally does bring judgment, uh, he, he's cruel. Uh, and if he doesn't bring judgment, God doesn't care. So it's a really interesting twist that the devil is even spun concerning that. People don't even, people say, well, uh, you know, God's supposed to be loving and, and, and we can't, how, how is it that you can't say certain things because you're not loving? Hey, listen, remember Jesus turned the tables of the money changers over and he made a whip and whipped them as well. You get into Acts chapter 13 and find the apostles declaring blindness on a guy that was withstanding the the gospel. Well, that wasn't very loving. No, but it certainly got the point across. And as a matter of fact, it is loving because if you really love somebody, you'll tell them, hey, you're on the wrong road. Now, sometimes people won't listen until, unfortunately, sometimes people get mad. And sometimes you have to make them mad, so they'll go find out that they are on the wrong road. But that's not being unloving because you tell somebody, hey, what you're doing is wrong, or what you're believing is wrong, and that's part of a fallen world here. Jennifer, stay in line. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs. I think uh, if you can get those into her hands, I think that'll be a blessing. We're all out of time. Brian, Will, the rest, please. Call us back. We'll put you on first thing tomorrow. No waiting, we promise. And uh, thanks, Scott, for being on today. 
Thanks for having me, Mike. It's always a joy and a pleasure. Look forward to being back with you. So until then, keep looking up our Redemption Trust. To find out more about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 